0: Daddy Square, the Gay Dad Podcast with Alex Megan and Jan
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Daddy Square, the Gay Dads podcast.
0: Hello! Hi Alex. Hi. Oh you screamed, didn't I you? I did, I screamed into the microphone.
1: Alex made me laugh yesterday at Couples Therapy with his judgmental opinion of Tom of Finland. So I want you to share it with this everybody. This what we're starting
0: with? Oh, God. I don't understand what it is. That's all. I've looked at all of the pictures. All of the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose it's supposed to be the height of masculinity. But it. why are they? Why?
1: Wh- it's the height of gay. There's no, I don't know. Well, if it's masculine. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it Of is. course it is. It's yeah. supposed
0: to be masculine. They're all, like, uh, uh, policemen and whatever. But the thing that I just find so funny is, have you looked at a policeman recently? <laughs> have you ever seen a policeman or a fireman or any of the rest of uh, the village people where they actually have, like, pants that are so tight-fitting that you see this strange object from the middle between their legs that goes down to, like, below the knee? What is that? Now...
1: It's a fantasy. It's ridiculous. Surprisingly, we spent the whole therapy session yesterday talking about a YouTube video of two kids from Indonesia or something trying, but not succeeding, to sing (laughs) Taylor Swift's new song.
0: Uh, the topic was not so much about the video itself. The topic was about the fact that we we shut we shut it down. We didn't allow yeah. our kids to watch it, uh, not because it was like profane or something like that, but just because, because it was awful. It was just so bad. And at a certain point, you say to yourself, "Wait, don't I want to expose my children to quality?" It's not it's not a matter of like that the content was inappropriate or something like that. It's just like why are we letting our children watch something that is just noise for yes. three and a half minutes? I'm not sure
1: it was noise, but it was like two kids singing off key the whole song, trying to pretend that they're Taylor Swift and yeah, Yeah. the other guy. And it was so bad that we just we couldn't stand it. And I was thinking to myself, the kids really want to see it. I mean, they they screamed, they screamed, and they had tantrum. And when we shut it off, and they really wanted to see it. And just because I think it's bad doesn't mean that it's bad for the kids. Yeah. Or it's just bad for me. I mean, So it's Jan kind and I have... Jan and I. It's a
0: debate. We have an ongoing debate since before the kids were born on the question of what role does a parent have in both exposing their child to certain types of content and culture and et cetera and preventing. even a step beyond that preventing or a step beyond that kind of guiding them, right? And... Um, uh, I go way over into the uh, kind of the more extreme of saying, "What is the difference between exposure and brain and, and brainwashing?" You know. Uh, so when I was a little kid, my grandmother forced me—I mean, forced me—maybe mm-hmm. not physically forced me, but forced me to go to to opera, right? And made me the gay gay man that I am today. Thanks, Graham. Um, but but forced me to go to opera, and I didn't want to go, and I hated it, right? I don't hate it anymore and I ask this question brainwashed I suppose maybe I was brainwashed but the, but the, that's the question is like what does it mean that I'm brainwashed I have this deep rich appreciation of Madonna the Rolling Stones some Taylor Swift and Mozart's operas right so Does that mean, and I would not have had that ever had she not forced me to go and sit through those I'm
1: not into the forcing part, but I do understand what it means. I I don't want to say influence, but introduce your kids to your music. And once they're young, our kids are three and a half, for those who don't know. So once they're young... It's easier to do. When they get older, they get a little rebellious. Exactly.
0: You have to brainwash them while they're young enough and controllable enough.
1: However, the the debate yesterday at couples therapy wasn't about that. It was about whether we should stop them watching something that they want if it's just bad to our opinion. right? Not because it's like explicit
0: lyrics or something. It was just bad. (laughs) We have no problem having them listen to that stuff. Agreed. I think it is a somewhat different question. Um, And what I said uh, in couples therapy is I think that it depends on whether they are consuming it because they have a passion for it or they're just consuming it because it's the next piece of noise on TV. And the difference is important. If If they start developing some kind of a hobby that is all about really, really Indonesian bad- Indonesian kids singing. Right, really bad singing of music. Well, first of all, I'll have them listen to Yoko Ono albums. And second of all, it's like, okay, so they have passion. If they have passion for it, I say, go ahead, make that a hobby of yours. You can find a way to make a billion dollars off of that. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter. That's okay. But just- wasting your time on crap because it's the next thing that comes up on YouTube, no, no, baby that
1: is something that we think about and I wanted to share that with you guys Um, please write to us and tell us what you think about it and what's your opinion about it, I'd love to read other people's way of uh, uh, looking at this stuff, Um, it's hello at daddy sqr.com by email or through Instagram at the gay dads podcast, that's not
0: so easy and now these words from our sponsor are you ready to become a dad surrogacy is a wonderful way to grow your family circle surrogacy was founded by a gay dad through surrogacy and has been helping gay singles and couples become parents for over 20 years Because surrogacy is an emotional and financial investment, finding the right agency to partner with you and support you on your journey is very important. Circle Surrogacy believes that everyone should have the opportunity to be a parent. Learn more at circlesurrogacy.com.
1: Daddy Squared. Today we're talking about traveling with kids. We brought on Instagrammer, Devon Gibby from Dad's Not Daddies, which is now Dad and Daddies.
0: Dad and Daddies, yeah. Wow, they broke that'll, up. Ro- that'll roll off the tongue. They yeah. broke up. Well, yeah. You
1: know. um, we recorded the interview before they announced the breakup, so I had to do some editing stuff <laughs> to <laughs> take out all that wasn't relevant. Um, but it's still we, we uh, Devon travels a lot with the kids, um, and it was really fascinating hearing from him uh, what he had learned from um, from
0: the traveling. Yeah, he. Uh, by the way, he just amazed me because I think I haven't ever met anybody who who sort of has the social networking aspect down as well as he did. Oh my god! Like it's a it's a well oiled machine.
1: machine. Yeah, and he has a gorgeous <laughs> hair.
0: Oh yeah, my god, the hair. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. I guess can it's we just the- post a picture of the hair online? Because yeah, he got he's got the, the hair. hair yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So, Alex and I are basically terrified of traveling with kids. This is the reason why <laughs> we haven't gone with them anywhere that is not like 30 minutes uh, drive radius. Of or 16 or, hours. Or Israel. And I think the phobia came from the flights to Israel to visit our family. And I think that uh, Devin really gave us some, some good ideas. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Devon with the Gorgeous Hair.
0: Devon of the Good Hair. Yes, let's go. What,
1: what's the Beyonce song? Becky with the Good Hair, no? I don't know. Yeah. Devon with the Good Hair.
0: Done.
2: Devon. Devon. Hi. Where are the kids? I get that question a lot, actually. And they're like, where's the kids? Where's the kids? I'm like, they don't live with us all the time. Oh, right. Rob and I co-parent with my ex-wife. Ah. Uh I was married for five years. Um, did the Mormon route of... Getting married to pray the gay away. (laughs) (laughs) So your your prayers were apparently not um answered answered in a different way. Right. Understood. (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, uh they live with their mom part of the time and us part of the time. Mm -hmm. I and so this is a free weekend, they're with their mom, and I wanted to come somewhere warm and, and
0: with friends here in L.A. That's so. great. You know, we're asked that question, too, a lot. Like what, whenever where are I, the kids? W- yeah, whenever yeah, I go no, somewhere, they no, say, where are the kids? And I'm like, I th- occasionally, I'm not with my children. It's not the end of the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's different when you you get asked that when you go to the gym or when you go to other places, like well, far true. vacations. True, true. Uh, we're here to talk about trips with and without the kids, and you guys are very... Famous on Instagram? I, I think like you're famous. Word, but I'm, I'm a little <laughs> nervous. What's wrong here. with famous?
0: This is Los Angeles. I, we love famous. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> I just
2: I consider myself Instagram known. Okay. We just kind of started our our Instagram channel three years ago in uh, 2015, just as a place to put photos of our family. Right. Um, both of us were not. I mean, I was I was fully out, but Rob was not fully out at the time, and. So our own personal Instagrams were not necessarily the place that we felt comfortable putting lots of gay stuff on. Right. Uh, both of us coming from a Mormon background, that is. Um, we're very much both out now. There's no hiding it. Well,
0: Instagram will get you out. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> so uh, we just kind of started posting photos of our family. Um, it was actually a Facebook post that of mine that went kind of sort of viral, and we had a lot of reaction to it. Um, and so we thought, let's just keep doing this and put it on Instagram and let it be a place where people can connect with the message of being gay parents or of just, you know, gay relationship goals sort of things. Um, so we kind of keep it aspirational in that, um, there's a lot of people out there who need something to hope for, uh, especially in our world, if we had had some sort of, uh, example to look at as far as gay men being fathers and, and being in a relationship together that might have changed things for us as kids. Right. So we, we try to put a positive message out there doing that and we have a lot of fun doing it and try not to take ourselves too seriously as well. And
1: also I saw on Instagram that you guys get amazing response from people and very moving.
2: How do you feel about that? Um, It's nice to feel like I'm doing something positive. I, I'm not... Um, I mean, I try not to to take it all so seriously, but yeah, there we definitely get a lot of messages from people who are so grateful that there's, you know, two guys in Utah out there putting their lives in in front of us, you know, all for the world. We get messages from from mothers of gay sons who were so worried when their son came out, um, and then seeing other couples just living their lives normally. Um, gave them a lot to hope for, um, actually had, this is probably the the most moving uh, response that I've gotten, was a message from a young girl in Israel mm-hmm. who um, just felt like she had nothing to hope for. And she started following us and, and a few other Instagrammers. And, I mean, I don't know what it's like growing up in Israel, but I can imagine it's it's similar growing up in a conservative place like Utah, where yeah. I'm from. And, uh, she reached a point where she just, she couldn't handle the the societal pressure and she was afraid of coming out and she had everything in front of her to end her life. Mm. And it was at that moment that she got a notification that we had posted something and she was thanking us for giving her a reason to keep going. Wow. Um, that's great. <clears throat> so yeah, like we get some really awesome responses, really meaningful, heartfelt responses, it helps me feel like I have a purpose and and drive behind what I'm doing. Um.
0: You know, it's funny. um, Jan and I have this kind of ongoing, I don't know, I wouldn't call it an argument. We we argue about everything, but in this particular case, I don't know if it's an argument or a different style, but I will say that uh, everywhere I go, I feel as if I have a role. I feel as if um, my gayness, my gay dadness are things that um, are a responsibility, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that when I'm amongst a bunch of straight people, I find a way for them to find out, you know? <laughs> because, and I don't mean because I'm wearing a boa, although, you know, it's, it's a Saturday night, you never know. Um, but, but really, you know, because I, I find that whether they're straight people or they're potentially gays who are in the closet or something like that, to see that there's a man who is living a life that does not look wacky, abnormal, uh, is such an amazing message to be able to deliver. And it has such an impact. And I think that that sometimes Jan feels as if um, I'm being unnecessarily ostentatious, you know? Like, why you gotta shove it in their faces like that? And, and that's... Uh, but for me, that's the reason why. The reason why is because I want them to recognize somebody who is... Um, Sort of presentable and normal uh, uh, to them, and 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 raises some of that hope that you were talking
2: about. Yeah. It may not be normal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh,
0: maybe so relatable. Was, but yeah, <laughs> relatable is a better word. Yeah. <laughs> let's
1: let's go back a little bit to the to your backstory yeah. because you mentioned that uh, you're Mormon and you were married to a woman before. So just fill us in on the details.
2: <laughs> fill us in. Um, so growing up in a very Mormon family, I have uh, five siblings. By the way, it's just. Mormons make a lot of babies, yeah, lots of babies. <laughs> um, I, um, I didn't have any sort of gay role models, any sort of examples in my life that, that, um, that I feel like I could follow. And so I always knew I wanted to be a dad and, and what you do is you, you get married and you have kids and you make babies with, with a woman. That's, that's the option. Um, and so my mom always taught me if you if you um, don't want to eat ice cream, don't talk about ice cream. And then you wanna eat ice cream. And so I didn't talk about being gay because I didn't want to be gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. Mm-hmm. That was scary. That, was, that oh. was what those people in West Hollywood did. I, by the way, managed to eat ice cream in
0: silence. But uh, <laughs> your mother is largely right, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I didn't talk about being gay. I didn't tell anyone until after I was married. And at that point, I could no longer hide it. There was no... I had to finally face that mm. fact. Um, and so it wasn't until I got married that I finally went to my wife and, and told her, I, I think I have this problem and it's, I, I think I have same sex attraction, which is a term that Mormons use. Mm. They don't want to call it gay because that's an identity, but same sex mm-hmm. attraction is something you can overcome. You can fix that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, You can pray that away. <laughs> and I tried really hard uh, for several years to to do that. And eventually we reached a point that it just, we knew it wasn't working and we chose to get divorced, and as scary as that was, and as hard as it was, I think it's. I think we can both say that we're in a much better place now. She's mm-hmm. remarried, um, I've moved on, and we're raising our kids together, and doing our best with the very different lifestyles and beliefs that we have.
0: How many kids do you have?
2: We have two. We have two. Two boys, uh, ages six and eight, and they are... Um, a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah.
1: How is she with uh, Rob and the ki- and I mean I mean relationship?
2: She's uh we're not like close friends. Um I would say we have a working relationship. Mm. Um
1: because she's not approving of this life. Yeah, or? but
2: she at least respects me. Okay. Um and she respects me as a father and my role in their in the kids' lives. Um so she's not necessarily actively teaching my kids that homosexuality is wrong, but she still is taking them to, to church with her. Right. Um, and wanting them to to go that path. And and I'm teaching them other things, <laughs> <laughs>
0: like science and reason. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, eventually they'll figure one of the two out. Yes. It'll be fine.
1: So okay. you moved away, uh, you totally moved away from
2: religion? Um, yes. Okay. Um, I would consider myself agnostic at this point. Mm-hmm.
0: Let me ask you something about that. Um were there aspects of the church that were comfort comforting or warm or something that you missed when you when you left it?
2: Definitely, definitely. Um, I think the thing that I missed the most was just the community aspect of it. I've I'm thankful though that I have been able to replace that. How? So, um, just by by reaching out and building my own community. I see. Um, whether it's a local community of friends or it's an online community that I found through Instagram. Um, That's a big reason why I started that was not only did we want to have a place to put photos of our family, but we wanted to reach out to other gay dads, reach out to other LGBT people, people that we could relate to people that um, we can feel comfortable, like bringing our kids around. Mm -hmm. And, and so thankfully I've got friends in a lot of different cities that know my kids really well. Um, Recently, cause Rob couldn't go. I, I brought a friend that lives here in West Hollywood with me to Disney world and he got to play dad for a week. <laughs> and, and how did that go for him? He loved it. <laughs> did he really? He absolutely loved <laughs> I it. I guess and, if it's only a week and my kids know him well <laughs> right. and feel safe around him. And it was great for me cause I didn't have to, to stress out and be a single parent for a week at Disney world. Yeah. But, Whoa. Um, but yeah, I feel like in many ways I've replaced that community aspect that I had with the church. Um, I think Mormonism has a very short history and it's kind of an in or out sort of thing, right? It's uh you're with us or you're against us. Please. And, um, it's, it's hard to find a place, uh, for doubt in the Mormon church. Um, and so that's, that's not really a place for me, but I definitely okay. think that there is something to be said for, for, you know, allowing yourself to be religious and, and have those ties still, even if your beliefs don't always line up exactly. Right,
1: right. So did you travel a lot uh, before you had the kids? So what's, what's your relationship with, uh, with traveling? Because I, for example, travel only to places where there is a four-season hotel.
0: <laughs> um, God, what the audience is going to think of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I grew up
2: camping a lot. I grew up on a farm in southern Idaho. Oh. And so traveling for us was, you know, either taking a camper or just tents and, and finding a place to
0: camp for the night. Um,
2: yeah, your, your face.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so that's just something just, Alex is going to do, to do you with and the kids. I by have himself.
0: to talk because I'm going to do it with the kids, but definitely not with my husband. Yeah, please, please go on. Yeah, sorry. Please continue. Sorry.
2: Um, so I actually didn't do a lot of traveling until I was uh, 19. Um, I went on my Mormon mission. Right. I went to Trinidad and Guyana. Whoa. Um, which.
0: You don't know what the. Maybe m- you should. There might be people who don't know okay. what this so is. From outside
2: of, a, of a so, uh So I don't know if you've ever seen the Book of Mormon musical. Of course. Okay. <laughs> That's basically it. Like okay. <laughs> you get called on a mission. You don't get to choose where. And you get assigned a companion. And you, you move to it. We're around to a different city every few months. Wow. and you get to know the people and the culture and and the language if if it's a different language mm-hmm. I was lucky that I didn't have to learn a language right um, not not talented enough clearly <laughs> 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 um, but yeah they uh, I, I got sent to Trinidad and absolutely loved it fell in love with the people the culture I was there for two years Wow and um,
0: it's usually about two years two yeah. years yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yep. So
2: I was in Trinidad for 14 months Guyana for 10 and uh, I did not want to come home. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my parents, uh, at the end of my mission, they came to pick me up, and and we rented a car and we drove all around the island. Went on some hikes, like went swimming in these freshwater streams, and it was it's absolutely gorgeous. And we oh. camped on the beach because my parents love camp. Well, I love camping. My parents probably love it less than I do. <laughs> but um, we camped on the beach and watched sea turtles lay eggs. um, it was, it was incredible. Wow. And so as we're driving the rental car back to the airport, my parents get out, take their bags and I'm in the car to go return it. And I had like this serious moment where I was like, I, sh- I should just stay. I don't want to go back to Idaho. Why would I go back to Idaho? <laughs> no uh, sea turtles. No, no, no. Um, so I had, had quite the dilemma, but eventually, I, you know, I returned the car and got on the plane with my parents and and, and I haven't been back. I need to go back to Trinidad. Um, but I definitely fell in love with traveling then. And and then I went back home, and I met a girl and got married very quickly. Um, that's just kind of kind of the Mormon culture a little bit. Right. Um, you I, traveled with her? No. no really? Not, not necessarily. I did an internship in Orlando and an internship in Seattle during the time we were married. And so okay. we did live in other mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. Uh, for three months at a time. Okay. Um, but we had kids about a year after we were married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and once you have kids, it's it's really hard to travel.
0: Well, we certainly do want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Yeah. we. So when, when, when did you start traveling? With yeah. How kids? old were your kids when the first time you traveled with
2: I them? I mean, the first time we traveled with them, she's originally from Houston. And so we would go to her parents at Christmas time with the kids, and it was a big ordeal.
1: At what so, age? Uh,
2: I think he was still an infant in arms, so probably like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was that was hard enough. Yeah. I, I I have a, f- a photo um, of me on the plane holding my son. He had finally fallen asleep. And the caption was like, if you wake him, I will punch you. (laughs) I had just wrestled with this baby that was grabbing at everything. And I was wearing half of his drink. Right. Um,
0: and this is a two hour flight, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's
2: from Salt Lake City to Houston. It's, it's, it's it's less
0: than four, but more than three. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Yeah. That's no joke, right? No. Yeah. Um, so so you that was very early on, and have you done that kind of regularly? Yeah, or? we
2: did that regularly. Um, we split when the youngest was uh, just turning two. But we, we kind of did that just once a year. It wasn't a lot right. of traveling, or, or we, if any traveling that we did was uh, just short little drives in Utah. My parents live in Idaho. It's two hours a day. So we didn't travel a lot. And um, since
0: then, though, and with the since kids? since then,
2: um, we've started traveling a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh and part of that is that <coughs> they live with mom part of the time and us part of the time. And so really we have the best of both worlds. Right. And mm-hmm. that we can travel without them and pop around where How's are.
1: Rob wi- with the traveling? With the with camping the and stuff like that. Oh, with the camping.
2: Tra- yeah. Okay, so we don't we don't camp a lot. Okay. Rob's not a camper. Okay. So He's Rob
0: and you can hang out together at four seasons. You, at the four seasons, and you and I can go camp. I love yeah. this it's worked out. <laughs> We've worked it out.
2: Uh, you and Rob are avid endorsement. <laughs> That's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <very bad. laughs>
0: when you think about traveling, think about going somewhere, how do you construct your decision? In other words, do you decide first we want to go somewhere with the kids or we wanna go somewhere alone and then decide where you're going to go? Or is it the other way around? You decide on some place you really feel like you need to go, and then you determine whether or not it's a kid thing. A lot of it is pretty impulsive.
2: <laughs> We're um, Travel is kind of a way that we express our impulses in that, like I booked this flight just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I don't want to be in Salt Lake in the cold this weekend. I'm going to come here. Right. Um, with the kids, it, it takes a lot more planning. Um, if we find a good deal on a flight... We we follow a few Instagram accounts that that track flights from Salt Lake City, and if we find a suddenly a great deal that we can't turn down, we'll we'll do it. Um, for example, six months ago, we were on our way to the airport to take our kids to New Orleans um, as part of a, a tourism promotion for the city of New Orleans. We mm-hmm. get to do a lot of travel because of our Instagram account. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, in which tourism boards will will bring us in and. And just kind of let us pick whatever activities we want to do uh, based off of <laughs> our own interests. But <laughs> that was Alex a dog. I just killed the dog. <laughs> Sorry. Please continue. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get to pick activities within the city that that pertain to our own interests and, and our kids' interests. But uh, yeah, it's it's something that we feel really fortunate to be able to do. Right. Is promote different mm-hmm. tourism in different cities.
0: What are they trying to? Um what are they trying to get out of you?
2: They want our audience. Uh-huh. We have a predominantly LGBT audience. Mm-hmm. and So they want to appeal to our audience. Right. And they want to... Uh, well, so our, our audience is also 86% men. Right. Ages 18 to 35. It's like, an, it's like a marketer's dream. Right. And it's predominantly gay men who have lots of disposable income. Right. Um, so... They are wanting to appeal to that, and also they, they like the family-friendly aspect of it. Right. Um, so when you can be family-friendly and LGBT-friendly, it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a great combination.
0: although you, you dramatically deduct from the disposable income when the gay men are parents. Yes. But still. Yes. Um, okay, got it. So, so um, how old are your kids now? They are six and eight. eight. So they're six and eight. So they're old enough what? to have opinions about... Where they're going, right? Yes. So you tell them we're going to Orlando and they say, yay, because that's pretty much a slam dunk, right? Yep. But they ever tell you, no, we don't want to go there.
2: No, they they love traveling at this point. Um, and I usually don't tell them where we're going until like a day or two before. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, just so that their opinions don't have as Do much. Do you tell anything. them that
0: you're going somewhere, but you don't tell yeah. them where?
2: I yeah, say, so we're going to go a on good a trip. Wow. Um, and you'll find out the day before. And, That's cool. That's a great idea. And I usually, yeah. you know, try and find a way to, to surprise them. Right. Um, like with Orlando, I had actually been there the week before doing some other Instagram stuff and I, I got them just like some treats and and like a snow globe from Disney World, gave it to them and they were so excited.
0: Right.
1: What, so you have a lot of, a lot going on with Instagram. Do you have like an actual job? <laughs> <laughs> Seri- no, seriously. I mean, it takes a lot of
0: time. That That's is now is, an is, is actual Is it too rude job. to ask? No, it's not. I don't think it's rude. It's just, I'm telling you, man. Oh, I know. You know.
2: But... Uh, um, so actually, very recently, it has become more of my full-time job. Wow. Um, my background is in landscape design. Uh, I don't do a lot of that anymore. I don't... I like to be able to to choose my clients rather than having to depend on it. And, right. and make it my thing. But uh, I also do uh, marketing and... Um, just content creation for an interior design commercial furniture company in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City, so that's kind of like it. It was for the past year my my full time job, um, and Instagram was my side job. And right. now recently, I've swapped out the two.
0: What part do the
2: kids play in that um, story? So I, because their mom is also in the picture, I've got to involve her. So as right. soon as I, I let's say you know a city comes to me and says. We want you to to come and and promote our city. First I've gotta make sure that their mom is comfortable with it. Right. Before I even say yes to anything. Okay. Um and for the most part she is supportive of them traveling. She wants them to have these experiences and she wants them to to learn from them. And you know it there's a lot of educational aspect to travel for kids. Sure. Um so yeah, we involve her first and once she's on board, uh then our agent you know, negotiates a contract and and uh, what we're supposed to deliver out of the out of the experience, whether it's just posts or videos or um, or that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, then we could go. Sometimes it's only a, like a month that we have notice before they right. want us to come. <laughs>
0: Your kids understand all of this. They understand what's going on on Instagram and yeah, I mean, to, a, to an extent, are your children they, hams? They
2: are such hams. Well, that's
0: pretty. That's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, they. Um, I I was looking through uh, videos and photos from 2015 when my kids were really young, and even that was before I even had an Instagram, and um, I had turned the camera on my kid because he was crying. And as soon as he saw that the camera, was hug, <laughs> he stopped crying and yeah. smiled as big as he could. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect them to perform. I, I try to keep it as authentic as possible, right. but they definitely hey.
1: perform. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, let's uh, get some traveling advice from the, the experts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the if expert. I'm an expert but well relatively to us who travel once a year to the same place basically Yeah we
0: we we've gone to Israel was it twice with them twice, since they were yeah. born uh, when they were 1 year old and uh, 2 years old and um you know that's a 16 hour flight and um you know that big lever on the door I kept look, <laughs> I kept looking at it and saying all I have to do is pull that lever and it'll all be over you know it was it was it was absolutely awful for us those those flights.
1: what age is like the 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 ideal age to start traveling with kids to your opinion
2: um well i didn't start until they were like five and six um just because potty training is an issue on flights (laughs) um and just once they're a little bit older they can be distracted by devices and and just play games or or read books or whatever Mm -hmm. but It's it's hard when they're younger than that and they get fidgety and agitated and and that sort of thing. Um, As far as advice, uh, I would say, okay. so one thing I did is before our one of our first flights that we did as a family, I went to the store and let them choose their own bags. And that way they had ownership over that bag. And then I had them pack that bag. I mean, I, I helped them. Yeah. Right, but I wanted them to be able to carry their own luggage. I didn't want to have to be hauling mine and everyone else's luggage. Um, and then I made sure that they had lunchables; <laughs> they mm-hmm. they get excited about that and, and other snacks and and drinks and stuff, so that everything we would need for that flight, at least, and and you know whatever drive we had after that, they would it would be there. Right, and they had ownership of the bag, so they wouldn't be complaining then. About having to carry it because they were excited about their new brand new backpack right. that had Mario on it. Um, I would say that that helped with a lot of the fears that I had of them, you know, whining and crying and not wanting to walk through the airport. Um, and I and I definitely had to walk them through like the process of what we were doing beforehand. I had to set expectations.
0: You mean the airport process or the
2: airport process, the flight? Oh, I see. Um, just. Kind of help them s- picture in their mind what we were going to do. So you actually sort of
0: talked them through the narrative of yes. what that trip. That's actually a really good idea. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. And and for example, um, on our way back from Orlando, on our most recent trip we went there, uh, I saw that um, for some reason we had been, and I didn't book these flights, Disney had had booked them, we had been placed on all different parts of the plane, the three of us.
0: Oh, I don't, that's not good.
2: Yeah, I like sheer panic. Right. <laughs> and so I, I went to uh, the woman at the gate and tried to explain to her the situation. The best that she could do was put uh, two of my kids together in A and B, and I was in the same row but in E, so across the aisle, and there was two people between
0: us. you got to think that they would be fine with moving.
2: Right, right, and that's what I hoped for. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so I, I sat my kids down, and I had to explain to them what was about to happen. You're not going to be able to sit by me. But I'll still be close by. You can, you can call at me, and I can come to you. And and they were fine. Right. As long as they had each other. The thing about these mm-hmm. two is that they, they go back and forth from their, their mom's and their dad's house all the time. And the, the one thing that's constant they have in their life is each other. Right. Um, right. So they're actually really close. They're, they're best friends, and they're also worst enemies. Yeah, they fight, I yeah. assume. Yeah. One assumes. Yes. Right. Okay. Oh, they definitely fight. Yeah. So anyways, we get on this flight, and we get to our seats, and there are people in all of our seats. And the flight attendants are like far at the end of the other other end of the plane, and so I have to now orchestrate <laughs> as I'm holding all these bags and trying to manage my children. I have to orchestrate everybody moving. So it's like, okay, ma'am, what what seat are you in? She's like, oh, I'm actually in the same. I'm like, okay, my child needs to sit there, and and so I'm moving all these people around, <laughs> and uh, and um, the woman that's in my seat refuses to move because she wants to sit next to her husband, and the man that's next to my children refuses to let me sit next to them. Um, so I'm like a row up. I got to say that's kind of surprising to me. I was Because why the too. hell
0: would he want to sit next to your children? I mean, no offense. <laughs> but who wants to sit next to children on an airplane? You really wanted that aisle yeah, seat. Okay, really. I that guess I'll so. Seat. Um,
2: so my children had to get up multiple times. He had to move so that they could get up. The guy next to me had to move so that I could help them. Um, one of them had an accident. I go over there and I could just smell it. I'm like, oh, no, not now. And this is a four over four-hour flight mm-hmm. from Orlando to Salt Lake. It was it was a bit of a disaster yeah um but thankfully um we got through it at the end of the flight I go back over there and it, it like the two seats were just trash there was like right. garbage everywhere and toys everywhere um my son had pulled some underwear out of his bag because he was trying to change his clothes like in the seat <laughs> and I it was so hard because I like this guy was not letting me just go over and help him oh. but Anyways, um, there are travel disasters. Yeah. It's not always perfect. Mm.
1: What happens when you come back from uh, traveling with the kids? Do you need a vacation? Yes. So why, <laughs> what, what what happened? Do you send them? I mean, what they, what?
2: they eventually go back to their mom's house. Right. Um, and what do you do? And I either stay home and have a vacation to, by myself. <laughs> or um, like this most recent time after Orlando, I went to a friend's in St. George. And Ooh. he lives... Um, he just lives in a very remote spot of southern Utah, surrounded by all these red rock cliffs. And I just went hiking and it was it was that's quiet was and peaceful and there was no one around and no one pulling at me.
0: <laughs> Let's put jet lag aside, although that's an aspect too, um, you know, their routine has been completely upended for a few days or a week or however long you guys are gone. What do you do when you get back? What can you do when you get back to kind of ease them back into their?
2: Um, you know, I mean, I haven't done sixteen-hour flights to Israel with my kids, <laughs> yeah. and so Don't do that. jet lag hasn't been a big issue for us. And the most we usually travel with them is is like four to five days, right? Um, so they're kind of used to at this point like whirlwind weekends of going places. Mm. And then they're able to, once they're back at mom's house, uh, kind of get back in their routine. And and that's kind of the big difference. Is they don't travel a lot with their mom. Uh, and so things there are pretty much the same. So when they're in that space with her, I feel like for the most part, they're able to get into a routine. They're, they're really um, quite resilient and flexible kids just based mm-hmm. off of the nature of their life yeah. going back and forth from yeah, accidents. that's
0: awesome.
1: So how frequently do you do that when you go with them?
2: I probably the travel year. with them every two to three months, going okay. somewhere. Um if it's if it's uh whether it's like a short flight or what's the
1: furthest a, flight
2: you had? With? Uh Orlando. Oh, okay. Right. Uh I haven't like I said, I haven't been to Israel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> haven't taken them to Europe. <laughs> that's a big step. Mm-hmm. Uh, brave of you guys to, to do well that. we didn't have a choice yeah uh, we gonna be family. honest with you like
0: <laughs> it wasn't bravery we're terrified of our parents and they'll kill us if we don't, uh, bring the kids ever
1: so when you travel alone you and rob do you choose the destination by the gayness do you want to
2: usually yeah, yeah i mean so, not always okay but oftentimes it's just where can we find a, a cheap flight to hmm. okay um but yeah we we tend to go to places that are a little more gay than utah Mm. Um, living in Utah, we we love it. It's a beautiful state. Um, we do have a strong LGBT community there. We actually have a gay mayor, which surprises people. Oh, right,
0: that's right. I heard um, about this.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, it's a it's a blue dot in a sea of red, you could say. Um, but we do like to go where there is a little more LGBT nightlife. So we, where do you go? We come to West Hollywood. Um, that was a, one of our first um, Instagram promotions that we ever did. Involving travel was here, to West Hollywood, <laughs> um, and so
0: wait know. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute
2: from other cities to West Hollywood. I,
0: but I'm having trouble understanding who's who's paying for the promotion, West
2: Hollywood. Visit, visit West
0: Hollywood. Don't yeah. don't we have enough of us? <laughs> we need you to come <laughs> we, here. I we don't need understand. more money.
1: What well, do you mean? I'm saying we need more why people to make to... Uh, parking mistakes nope. and get <laughs> well, tickets. Got,
0: God knows that's true. It was okay.
2: it was in conjunction with La Bride. Got it. Oh, oh, I see.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Because you don't have enough people at LA Pride, apparently. We don't. (laughs) You know what? We don't. Um, It's getting uh, smaller and smaller. Long Beach Pride is huge, and, I don't know, New York and San Francisco, and this one's pretty pathetic. Yeah. And I I actually think that part of the reason for that is that this is such a gay town that a lot of the gays are like, yeah, whatever, we don't need to do that anymore. We're over that, you know. And that's a problem because you're trying to represent they say yeah. on that day. This is why they bring no people from Okay, all right, well, I understand that. Okay. So they brought us, Next. and
2: they brought uh, a few Canadians, a New Yorker, mm-hmm. um, other people with Instagram and, and YouTube followings. Got it. And, yeah, they wanted to, to have us show our followers right. what it's like to travel to a very gay-friendly city. Oh, that's great. And, uh, yeah, we... We bopped around to all these different restaurants on, on Sunset. and Was it just you
0: or did you bring the kids? No, no, no. no. Just, them. just We're us. Talking about okay. just, just us. Got it.
2: Uh, we have done like an LGBT uh, pride focused travel with the kids to Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina's got a bit of an LGBT problem. Um, right. Well, with, with some of the, the legislation. Certainly that the ba- their bathrooms have a problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the tourism board uh, wants people to know that it is a very accepting city. And and it, I definitely found it to be so. Right. Um, and so that's why we did that. Um, but yeah, traveling with Rob and I, we tend to go where there's LGBT nightlife. Whether it's um, Hell's Kitchen in New York. Right. Or Boys Town in Chicago. Or...
1: Do you... Rico. Are you like a... Uh, party kind people? What kind of uh, um, n- night night people? I
2: would say, uh, having grown up Mormon and never drinking until I was twenty six, the pendulum swings. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, when we're with our kids, I don't drink ever. But when I'm when I'm not with them, I yeah, go out and have fun and and
0: party I a little bit. I'm but. impressed that you you know stay up past 9 p.m. because we when <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on not. our own without the kids that's like an opportunity to fall asleep but all right whatever.
2: I mean that happens too. Yeah. I'm not always partying right. but um when we get the chance and we're in a new city we we definitely do that. Right. And, uh we're still in our we're both in our early 30s and we we missed out on a lot of the uh the like coming of age experiences of, of partying in college and that sort of stuff. Right. And, t- and yeah, I didn't drink until I was 26, so I have a lot of catching up to do.
0: But Very good. I'll get you. I have a flask. <laughs> okay. <of you. laughs> do
1: people recognize you?
2: Um, mostly just in gay neighborhoods, Right. Oh. Um, like, not in Salt Lake, people don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but in places like West Hollywood, and Boys Ooh. Town, and Hell's Kitchen, we'll have people shout. It's dad, not daddy. That's great. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's super weird, but it's fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's crazy.
2: That it's we had like we from had in, one. We yeah, had we one. had one. Yeah,
0: we we didn't know what to do We're with our podcast people. <laughs> ah, it was great. That's <laughs> it exciting. Was so oh. Awesome.
1: Um, but yeah, it's weird that it's coming from Instagram now. How how much power does it have? Yes, it's it amazing. does. So you said you don't do a lot of camping, but you did do glamping. Yes. So that sounds like more. You wouldn't what,
0: even do glamping. I wouldn't. But I let's th- hear I, what I what know. that
1: is because I kind of liked. It's the, a good uh, happy
2: medium for couples like you and for me and <laughs> <enough>. Rob. <laughs> Um, so there's a camp, a glampground, as it's called, a glampground uh, in northern Utah. That's near this uh, this lake called Bear Lake, and it's gorgeous and super blue because of the minerals in it. They call it the the Caribbean of the West. It's not warm, um, <laughs> but uh, this glamp ground has all of these different style um, tents or or structures. They have some that look like Conestoga wagons, (laughs) some that look like teepees. Right. uh, And others that are a little more like African safari tent, you know, with like lodgepole pines and whatever. Um, with air conditioning and beds, (laughs) king size beds. Right. And they have a campfire valet, um, that will come and light your fire for you and leave you with like a little s'mores packet so you can make your own s'mores. I love it. Um, it, and and yeah, you've got your own showers. There's a restaurant right on the property, so you can have brunch in the morning. Right, when you wake up.
0: Right, as the way the cavemen did. Yes. You know, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: Basically, it's just sleeping outside, but with a bed and. And it's, I
0: assume it's very, very dark, right? There's good stars and stuff yes. like that. You know, that yes. matters a lot to me. If I get that, you know,
2: yeah, no. Yeah. They, there's, they turn off all the lights at night and I mean, there's not, it's not a very well lit campground right. at all, but because of that, you can really see stars and, and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's more expensive than a hotel even. <laughs> oh, <seriously? laughs> yeah. Well,
0: there's some dude who comes and lights your fire for you. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, But it's it's a lot of fun, and there's a playground right close by, and they don't have like other campgrounds. There's always like cars driving through, and you have to worry about your kid getting hit by a car or something. But this, there's the only way you can get around is on a golf cart, right? Um, And so my kids could run around everywhere. That's great. um, And they have like hay bales with little like cow heads that you can like rope them. Um, So my kids were Practicing their roping.
0: Excellent. Yes. All children should learn how to rope. because <laughs> <laughs> it'll Wonder come Woman. in handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, is there a destination you want to go, but you haven't yet?
2: Uh, I've actually never been to Europe. I know. Um, but I'm going in three weeks. Where are oh, you going? Where? Croatia. Um, and we, f- we actually, it was because of Instagram. Oh, I was actually telling you this, and I got distracted by telling you about New Orleans. Um, so we were on our way to the New Orleans airport. airport. We are on our way to the airport to fly to New Orleans with the kids when we got a notification on Instagram that there was an error sale to Croatia. Rob, having lived in Croatia, um, you know, we immediately looked at it and, and found that it was only $350 to go from Salt Lake City to Croatia, round wow. trip. I mean, it's like four connecting that's flights to get there. Crazy cheap, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't care, like, what we have to, you know, push aside during that month to go. We're we going to do this. So only the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just the two of us. Um, I can't take my kids out of school for ten days to go to Croatia. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Oh, we're that's gonna, great. We're also going to go to Venice, uh, Ljubljana. Mm-hmm. Ljubljana. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's in Slovenia. Um go down to Dubrovnik. Oh, you're I, okay. I don't know if you guys yeah. have watched Game of Thrones.
0: Of course. I okay. I watch Thrones. your vision and I know what Dubrovnik <laughs> is. Yeah, no, I yeah, I know, that's right. So
2: we're gonna see where that was filmed. That's great. Walk the steps of shame. <laughs> Cersei. <laughs> she deserved it, that bitch. I can say it. She's awful. <laughs> we'll see the church where she burned down.
0: It it I'm excited. That's great, yep. yeah. That's pretty cool. Never been. One thing
1: that you shouldn't go without when you travel with the Mm. kids—that's
2: a good question. Um, Comfortable shoes. Um, My kids are so particular about shoes.
0: Oh, you mean for them?
2: For them. I
0: suddenly had this image of you in stilettos. So. Oh, (laughs) so okay. I mean, right? No, not. Don't don't put that past me. No, 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 no.
2: But for them, um, because I. I like to buy fashionable looking shoes. Uh, Um, You know, we take a lot of pictures. I want them to look nice. right? No, no, like more. It's more important for them to be comfortable and not be complaining about their shoes because I've made that mistake before Mm -hmm. and they've made things miserable. Yeah. Um, And so I made sure this last time that they had comfortable shoes and then I recorded them in the store promising me that they (sighs) would wear them because I've bought them shoes before that they said they would wear that they ended up refusing to wear right. because they hurt their feet or whatever so comfortable shoes are, are a must have <laughs> um that's pretty basic yeah well, i mean yeah. i i have i have to remind my, okay, So i have a bit of anxiety when i pack that i'm going to forget something but i have to remind myself that most places i go there are stores right yeah. you can buy things there's mm-hmm. uh you know convenience stores you can buy snacks or diapers or whatever right like and and that kind of helps to relieve a lot of the relieve a lot of the worry, right? With travel, <laughs> so
1: Devon Gibby, thank you so much for coming all the way to West Hollywood, all the way, <laughs> all the way
2: <laughs> from Beverly Hills. <laughs> thank you so much.
1: We got a little sidetracked right there, by Mormonism.
0: Yeah, but can, how can you resist Mormonism? Yeah. Mormonism is just so...
1: Fascinating. We should day. do a whole episode about gay, being gay dad and gay, Mormon.
0: Yeah. Although I think it, it's safe to say that all of the world's religions offer... Uh, the, di- the the deeper you dig, the wackier they get. So, you know, it's not like Judaism is uh, doesn't have some really interesting little quirks in it.
1: Since it's relatively a new yeah. religion, so it's kind of interesting to see... Yeah. How they they do it, and I think that's the. Do you think that's the reason of the gorgeous hair?
0: What that the Mormon have thing? Good I will point out that Mitt Romney, um, who ran for president, uh, has qu- really quite good hair. Bad ideas generally would have been a bad president, not as bad as the one that we have now, uh, but uh, but had very good hair. And there may be the religion. I don't know causes better <laughs> follicles. <laughs>
1: Here are three tips that I learned from him from this interview. Number one, let the kids pack up themselves. It reminded me that uh, sometimes I go with the kids to Whole Foods to pick up what they're going to eat, and then they eat better.
0: Yeah, right, because they own own the experience. They feel more in control of the
1: experience and invested. Yeah, it makes sense. So the fact that he goes with them... Uh, you know, buy a suitcase that they like, everything like involving them in the whole process. That's yeah. good. Uh, don't can, get-
0: can I just interrupt and say, by the way, about that that you know, one of the things that I've learned, and when I say I learned it, I mean, I've learned it intellectually. I don't do it because I suck, um, is that the more um, the more you engage your child in any aspect of what they're doing, what you want them to be doing, the more invested they'll be in it. But what that often means is you have to slow down. You have to move so much more slowly yeah. because it's you an investment. show them what the next step will be and say, hey, why don't you do it? And meanwhile, it's like, my God, I could have done it in three seconds and been done, and I often do. And then they feel this abruptness of how suddenly you're asking them to do something new in which they have no agency yeah. or investment. And yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a, a wonderful way of looking at
1: things. Yeah. And I also agree with you that it's uh, it can be exhausting. It's exhausting. Sometimes you just don't want to do it because you want to get it over with. Yeah. Um, so depend on the mood, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the number two things that I learned was don't tell your kids where you're going. That's a really good one. Like tell them a day before or something, so they don't have some so much time to have an opinion about right. what we're doing
0: right it's a ramp up it's a surprise it's a yeah bit, we drop it drop yeah. the idea yeah
1: <laughs> exciting uh and <laughs> the third one which is a little bit not really connected directly to the to the kids but overall to traveling follow deals accounts on instagram
0: yeah that's never going to be done by me i
1: mean well you're not really on instagram
0: that's not the only reason if i w- i just Yes, I understand what he's saying. and It makes a huge amount of sense, except...
1: I mean, they booked a flight to Croatia in $300. I,
0: look, amazing. I understand that it's amazing, but it also means that that's what you're committing an awful lot of your effort to. And I mean, Yes, I agree. Do it. <laughs> Just don't make me do it.
1: If you guys have any traveling tips, please send them to us at hello at or on Instagram at... The Gay Dad's Podcast. We received one uh, advice from uh, a person who has twins. He actually didn't know that we're having the upcoming episode is about traveling with kids. It just randomly wrote to us and, and said that their vacation when they go and they leave one of them with the grandparents. So the one kids get to have like his own vacation with the grandparents and and have fun with them, and they have easier time with the other one. I mean. I don't to see me being able it's, yeah. to do that. No, to, to, to us, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
0: These are a few of my favorite things.
1: Alex, you're not going to like this week's um, favorite things because okay. it's not your favorite thing. Okay. It's uh, Brene Brown's audiobook.
0: Okay. Which one?
1: Uh, the Gift of Imperfect Parenting. It's never came out on a, as far as I know, on a hardcover, like a, an actual book. It's, a, it's just a session of her talking about being a parent and um, some of her experience with her kids. It's a, something like two and a half hours. Uh, it's available on Audible. It's called The Gifts of Imperfect Parenting, as I said. Um, and she puts parenting in perspective to me. Her whole idea is basically to work on yourself in order to demonstrate to the kid how to work on yourself and expose your vulnerabilities like um, the fact that you're not always succeeding in everything the fact that you are not always happy Mm. stuff like that that i found really valuable and um, it's really inspiring and every time i listen to it i've listened to it a couple of times uh, especially when i feel bad about my parenting and every time i pick up like something new that I try with my kids, and and it's really, it makes you feel good. So it's like a feel-good book, or an audio piece, whatever you want to call it.
0: Look, um, I have one concern more than any else about Brene Brown, and that's, I don't believe in her name. I don't believe in her name. I think that
1: she's sh- not brown.
0: No, she's not Brene, because nobody is Brene. First of all, it sounds like a blowtorched dessert. It's like creme brulee. That's number one. It's just the kind of thing that somebody made up because, you know, they were told if you want to make it big, you're changing your name to Brene. I challenge you Brene. me. Brene, damn it. Yeah, I challenge you, Brene, to send me your birth certificate.
1: It's Brene, bitch. Okay, Alex is uh, worst things. New segment on our show because I do the favorites, and so he why does do the I worst. have to
0: be the guy with the downer thing? Can we you, switch occasionally?
1: Um, well, we can, but yes.
0: I am you know, actually the optimist. So here you know
1: the two that's therapeutic in a sense to is? our couples therapy. Yeah. What you are the optimistic, and I'm not. So you get to be not optimistic, oh, that's fine. and I get to be an optimistic, and see how it works.
0: Oh. So, one of my least favorite things is as you are potty training your children and you have twins, and one of your children is uh, sitting on the toilet, and the other one doesn't, can't wait, and the other one, you know, makes a poop in his pants, and you are uh, wiping the butt of the first kid while you're pulling the pants down of the second kid, and poop is coming out of the pants and you are trying to kind of keep it from rolling onto the floor and it's dim and dark because it's nighttime and then you sit him, you try to move him and you sit him and you realize that there's now poop on your shorts that you're wearing and there's poop everywhere, poop, 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 and then okay, then you pick it up, you pick up all the clothes after you've cleaned it up and you put them in the washing machine and then without knowing, the rest of the laundry goes in, the washing machine is run and now poop is... Liberally distributed around. It's a true story. Yeah, by the way, liber, liber, liberally. Yeah, I'm not just making this up. It is liberally distributed around all of your clothing, smoothly and evenly, so that there's a thin patina of poop on everything and on the inside of the washing machine
1: and the dryer. And
0: then the dryer, which kind of bakes it in, so that you're sure that the poop is forever. And these are, you know, my experiences. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we had that this week, and um, and I think uh, we'll we'll just end with that. There's nothing to say after this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you guys so much for guys.
1: Listening. Just uh, don't forget to write to us and and be in touch because we really want to hear your stories and your opinions and and everything that you think about after you turn off the the podcast. So so please be in touch. It's hello at daddy or the Gay Dad's Podcast.
0: Bye bye. Bye, guys. If you're thinking about becoming a dad, surrogacy is an amazing way to grow your family. Circle surrogacy has successfully made the dream of parenthood a reality for gay, singles, and couples from across the U.S. and around the world for over 20 years. The surrogacy process and surrogacy costs can be complex. Circle's experienced staff will partner with you on your path to parenthood. Circle surrogacy was founded on the belief that everyone should have the opportunity to become a parent and they've helped bring almost 2,000 babies into this world. Circle Surrogacy makes parenthood possible for gay dads. Learn more at circlesurrogacy.com.